Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We're going through the book of Corinthians, which was, as we mentioned before, is a letter Paul wrote to a church that's more screwed up than you, which should be encouragement. Um, uh, You know, uh, we mentioned it's the city of Corinth is this, uh, it's a group of three cities on what's on an isthmus between the, um, where uh, the, uh, my brain's blanking on the actual geography, they're in Greece, and they made all their money by transferring uh, you know, cargo across this isthmus so they didn't have to go around the Peloponnesian, there it is, uh, peninsula. And uh, they made tons and tons of money. They were a relatively new city, and they were really similar to what San Francisco w- was as far as it was a town full of prostitution, uh, gambling, uh, uh, businessmen on holiday, sailors, and anything goes. And so if we can pull up those maps... There we go. Um, so Paul went there straight from Athens. If we can go to the next map that shows, there we go. You see the little, they, those three cities were messed up. And you know, that's where God likes to work. Anybody been in a church where they don't talk about what's messed up? But everybody knows. You ever had that friend, you go over to their house and they, you know instantly they have 24 cats? And they don't smell it, right? Listen, this is, this is a town where it's out in the open. I don't know about y'all. I prefer in the open than undercover. What happens when you keep the nasty stuff undercover? It stinks. It rots, right? It gets worse. And so this church, uh, they, don't, they have some problems, but they're, they're very open. And, and so Paul is writing them because their church is ha- struggling with a bunch of issues, a bunch of weirdness, and he's writing them this letter to encourage them to, because the cross is enough for whatever you're dealing with. And so we talked about last week that he starts out, and, and, and like I said, we're going to get to some really interesting sins. Like I said, you're going to feel good about yourself. Um, uh, and, uh, and you would think if that's the big thing, he'd start with there, but he starts with the thing he says is wrong is, I hear there are divisions among you. And those divisions came from different groups of people following different teachers and trying to figure out different ways because the divisions usually come because we have different ideas about how to deal with problems, a.k.a. sin, right? Anybody, you either, um, anybody had a friend who had a problem and they fell down a, uh, a rabbit hole on the internet about how to solve that problem? I'm trying to be vague. Uh, do, do you know what I'm talking about? You're like, oh, I figured this out, and for 1995 and 14 payments, and then you make sh- contact with your chakra that connects to your navel that goes to the cosmos, and suddenly everything's okay. And you're like, you're not okay. You're not okay, right? And so some, you know, pursue like an intellectual route. Some pursue a magical route. Some this, you know, philosophical route. And Paul goes, I don't care. We have a unity, and the unity is in the cross of Christ. And the reason is because in the cross we have all things. 
And so he continues with that today. So if you've got Bibles, chapter 2, verse 1. And so it was with me, brothers and sisters. Wait, so was, so what, wait. So it was, what is it? Look backwards, you guys are on to me. If you don't know what something means, it's not complicated, just look backwards. And he says, he said, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. In other words, not boast in my brains, not boast in my smarts, not boast in this. Because what happened is, most of the church was what you would say not very spiritually educated people. Uh, anybody here, you came to know the Lord and you came into a church and everybody impressed you with how smart they were, everything they knew. And what happened is all these people, you know, you had prostitutes, you had sailors, you had merchants, you had some Jews, but, but the reality is they came in and everybody's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. I know you got saved, but now I've got a few answers about how... You, like, anybody have somebody else try to tell you how to live? Right? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's getting awkward in here very quickly. Um, don't nudge anybody, by the way. Anyway, and so into this place, you know, all these different things is they got tricked out of their joy. They got tricked out of their peace. The way he expresses it in Galatians, he said, who bewitched you? Having begun by grace, in other words, the power of God to do the will of God, where you're seeing miracles happen, everything else, you have now attempted to get, get, grow by works, by your own effort. And so he says, and when it's your own efforts, you can boast, can't you? But when you realize it's all him, you can only boast in the Lord. And so that's where he's starting. I didn't do it. All right. When I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom. Do you guys remember where he came to, came from? From the little man? He came from Athens. Remember how before going to Athens, he had been run out of every town? Like literally, he planted these powerful churches. God was doing signs and wonders and miracles, and then he got stoned. Uh, not the Bob Dylan style. He got, he got run out of town. He got beaten. He got, he got you know, and listen... Anybody have a friend who, especially guys, you know, you go through something hard. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. No problem. No problem. <laughs> guys, we know inside you ain't fine. And this is Paul. Paul's like, oh, for the gospel. This is good. <laughs> they hate me. Right? And so he decides to change it up. And when he's in Athens, he decides to go all relevant and, um, and philosophical. And the results are minuscule. And so he doesn't get run out of town for once. But he says, I didn't come to you in, uh, with human eloquence or human wisdom, what I used at Athens, as I proclaimed to you the testimony of God. So what, he, he realized, listen, you're not, that's not what is needed. He said, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. He was there for over a year and a half, and he only preached Jesus Christ and him crucified? First time I read that, I was like, that's going to be a really interesting sermon every week. You know, the same sermon week after week after week. And I remember as a young man, as I was starting to discover some more exotic corners of Christianity. Anybody been tourists with me? Um, and I was like, oh, there is so much more than the cross. There's so... <laughs> uh, 
And, uh, he, and, and this didn't make any sense to me. He said, I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. Notice he didn't get run out of town this last time. Why was he in fear and trembling? I think some because of the trauma he lived through, right? But some of it was because he realized he'd walked away from the power of the gospel in order to be culturally relevant. He said, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with demonstrations of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Again, what had happened is you have these people, they don't have a high religious IQ, and in walks super smart people who go, oh, have you read this book? Oh, what about this teaching? Have you, so in the ancient world, there was a lot of stuff around uh, what they call mysteries. Mysteries were the supernatural secrets that allowed you to get the good stuff. So some of them were philosophical and some were magical. If you knew the certain passwords, you could communicate with spirits or angels or demons and control them and get to certain levels. They had like nine levels of heavens that you would go through. And, um, and have you, anybody had a friend who got the secret? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like they, they figured out the secret. And they're like, <laughs> if you just know this one thing, it sorts everything out. Some of you. Somebody, no, no, do you know what I'm talking about? Just read this book or just do this one thing or just pray this prayer. Anybody remember the prayer of Jabez? <laughs> do the little rain dance, right? Do you know what I'm, I don't know who y'all are, but anyway, I remember some people who understood, but moving on. All right, he said, he said, my message, my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, with demonstrations of spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom. See, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden and then that God destined for our glory before time began. In Colossians, he tells us what that, that mystery is. What is the mystery? Oh, Christ in you, the hope, the promise, the, the first taste of the full glory of God being revealed in you and through you to the world. The power of God to do the will of God in you. This is the mystery that God has come and died on the cross to make a way for us to have a relationship with God so God can live through us and the results can be utterly supernatural. What is he saying? I didn't preach with words of eloquence, but demonstrations of power. Why? You can't fake power. Like if I flip a light switch and no light comes, no light comes, right? This is why I say the world demands to see a God that cannot be explained. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden, that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it. He's talking about these, uh, both the, the political leaders, but also these spiritual leaders. They called them archons and all these different layers and demons and principalities that everybody was all worried about. He said, listen, they're so dumb and clueless. If they had known it, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory because they would have realized it would have messed them up. 
However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who, uh, who love him, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. By a book? By a spirit. By a super teacher? By a podcast? By a video? By the Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. In other words, if you're looking for the deep things, go to the Holy Spirit. He's got them for you. Uh, I, this is me, not you. Um, I, I remember I heard a really great sermon from someone, and so I then tried to share that sermon with somebody else because it really impacted me. And I almost re-preached it word for word to the person, and they were not edified. <laughs> See, the power is not in the preaching, but in the spirit. It's not about knowledge. It's about knowing him. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit without, within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God, even though they may write them in a book, except the Spirit of God. Well, that doesn't help me. But what we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given. Why? Because they were being told, you're too dumb, let us think for you. We have the secrets. Mm -mm -mm -mm. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom. And he was a smarty pants. He said, but rather words taught by the Spirit explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. I'll explain that in a minute, if I can. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things. But such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. We'll come back. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? Right? God knows it. He said, but we have the mind of Christ. Yeah. Oh, well, next there we go. But we have the mind of Christ. There, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you didn't, you didn't have your uh, teleprompter. All right. Okay, so we have the mind of Christ. So this is a really big chunk, but I'm trying, I want to explain something to you. So we have, what he's saying is the wisdom, the wisdom, so wisdom is knowing what to do, when, and how, and with the power to do it. Does that make sense? Like anybody known somebody who had all the right answers, but had zero common sense? You know what I'm talking about? That's lack of wisdom. That's knowledge without wisdom. If you have the answers but no, don't know what to do with them, you have no wisdom. Without wisdom, everything is pointless. Wisdom is knowing what to do, how, and when. And, and, and it connects you to the power. And so with this, he says, we have this access to wisdom. But this wisdom is not something that can be perceived with the natural mind. Let me give you an example like this. Back in the late 40s, when they discovered oil in Saudi Arabia, you had all these Bedouins who literally had no education, had nothing, suddenly became billionaires overnight. 
And so they invited a bunch of these Bedouin, um, you know, uh, you know, sheiks to Egypt to a really nice hotel to basically sign over the, the land rights for the oil. And these guys came into it. Now remember, they grew up in a desert where water is everything, right? Water is gold. And they come in and they, and they come in and the guy, the, 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 the uh, servant has started the tap to fill a tub for them. And the guy's staring at water flowing out of the wall on the third floor. They leave him. When they come back, he has actually broken into the wall and trying to take the tap, <laughs> this magical fount of water, with him back. He's just become a billionaire, and he's trying to break a tap off wall. Why? Because he didn't understand the source. The, so you and I, when we've said yes to Jesus, God on the inside begins to live through us. We have access. We have a supernatural source to empower us to do the will of God, and it manifests in supernatural ways. It's not human wisdom. It's not human knowledge. It's not human power. It is divine power. Well, how can you know whether it's there or not? Let me ask you a question. If we turn off these lights, would you know whether we turned off the lights or not? Why? Yeah. It's the same thing. When the supernatural life, love, power, joy it comes through you, nobody's going, I don't get it. Actually, that's what they're saying. I don't get it because you dumb. Why am I hearing wisdom? What, how, did, how come you have joy? How come you have love? I can tell this is not a human thing. If there is not an outflow of our life that is not obviously, wait, is obviously not us, then perhaps we are living from ourselves and not from him. But likewise, in this area, he's talking about human wisdom. Human wisdom is, is, here's the three steps of how you get clean. Anybody use some sort of method to get free of, of a particular addiction or sin? Never? No? Other than white knuckly. Other, yeah, other than white knuckly. No. And how effective were those? Can we be real? What happens when you use a human method to deal with a sin pattern? It goes, if you're successful in dealing with it, it goes underground and comes up as something else, right? No? And, and the goal is to change the bad addictions for socially acceptable ones. What whack-a-mole, right? Right? And... <clears throat> What I love about hanging out with, uh, like, at a, at a nursing home is, is you get to a certain point and your ability to keep the moles down is zero. Do you know what I'm talking about? I call it living without a filter. Right? <laughs> right? It's like, woo, it's right there. You know, you can tell. So any issues with bitterness? Apparently so. Right? You know, because... And, and the reality is none of that stuff works long term. All this human wisdom for dealing with sin or dealing with issues comes to zilch, comes to nothing. And that's why Paul's saying, listen, I'll, I'll tell you real, real quick. I know you just bought the whole series of books from this super teacher. I know you just bought all the, the magical teachings from this guy. I know you got this, but there is only one way, and his name is Jesus, on the cross. That's why he said, I determined to know nothing among you but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Because 
when God, who made the universe, takes up residence on the inside of you, do you think you lack anything? That's why he started saying, you have been enriched with everything. Peter says, you have everything you need for life and godliness, being like God in this life, through what? Through knowing him. Now, anybody had this situation where the lights went out and you thought the light bulb was broken? So you changed the light bulb only to find out that the light switch had never been changed, turned on? Many times when we, by our human efforts, attempt to deal with the issues in our life in our own power, it's like that. Listen, you can change the light bulb all you want. If the light switch is not on, no power, no light is coming forth. give you another example. If I tell you the goal is for there to be light in this room, this room needs to be lit up. Anyone as a child, you were given a task by an adult and they assumed you understood what they were talking about and then they went away and then you have to figure out how to do this. And, and the image for me is this, is somebody who doesn't know about electricity and I tell them, all right, listen, I know it's midnight, but we need some light in here. If you get some light, I'm just going to go into the next room and come back. What is a person who doesn't know about electricity going to do to create light in this room? Start a fire. Burn furniture. You ever seen what these foam cushions look like when they're burning? Man, I, I imagine I come back in, it's black smoke everywhere. The fire department's on their way. And I'm like, what are you doing? I only asked for light. When we, in our own efforts, attempt to do the very things we were meant to do, but do them in our own power or by our own wisdom, that's what it looks like. We end up robbing Peter to pay Paul. We end up destroying the furniture just so we can get light. And that's what Paul's saying. He's like, guys, 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 you got tricked out of the simplicity of knowing him. I understand. You've got bad issues. You've got bad problems. And guys, I'll give you a hint. You know what one of their issues in the church is? One guy decided to bring his dad's wife to church because he'd been sleeping with her. Now, that makes for an awkward Sunday, right? I mean, you know, you think you got problems. I mean, this is, listen, there are really bad issues in this world, but I tell you this, Jesus is the answer to every single one. But when we leave Jesus and attempt to do it on our own, we've already failed. Or at the very least, we've created a bigger problem and set the furniture on fire. Anybody here, you were struggling to pay a bill, so you took out a loan with a stupid interest rate. Blink twice. Okay, all right. You, know, you had a little problem. Now you have a big problem, right? It, right? This is what living according to the world looks like. This is what living according to the world's wisdom looks like. And Paul's saying, don't let anybody, no matter how super spiritual they seem, it doesn't matter if they know the Hebrew and the Greek or the festivals or the feasts, draw you away from the simplicity of Christ. He later goes on, don't let anybody... This is a little awkward, but I'll say it anyway. Anybody, you're like barely making it with Jesus, but you're doing okay. And then somebody told you their spiritual experience. 
I went up into the heavens, and behold, Jesus and I were walking along a lake, and behold, he appeared to me, da, da, da. and you're like, I went to Walmart. Not with Jesus. <laughs> Don't let yourself be tricked by other people's super spirituality out of the simplicity of knowing Christ and in him the answer to every situation. That's what he's going for over and over and over and over and over again. I said that, and we get to this in chapter 12 and 14, supernatural things were going to flow out of your life if you know Christ if you're responding to him. But if you're chasing after visions and chasing after teachings and chasing after human wisdom or super spirituality, you will miss the cross. And in that, you will lose everything. Copy, paste. <laughs> if we will pursue, listen, Everything comes down to, everything we do in life is that it's always a temptation to deal with a problem. Do you guys remember Eve in the garden? You weren't there, but she was there. Anyway, <laughs> remember Eve, how many problems did Eve have in the garden? Zero, Zero right? La, 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 la. Anyway, don't. Hey, moving on. <laughs> there was so much wrong with that. We're just moving on. Wow. The fact that you all went there with me says more about you than about me. But anyway, moving on. Okay. <laughs> Eve has no problems. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Eve has no problems. She, she, now, some may say she had a husband, therefore had problems. No. Adam was perfect. He was awesome. She had no problems. She was doing great. She was in the middle of a garden called pleasure. Eden means pleasure. She had everything she needed. She had purpose. She had destiny. They, had, they were going to fill the earth, expand the garden, cover the earth with the glory of God. And they're hanging out with God face to face every afternoon. What? <laughs> the devil had to create a non-existent problem. Uh, I, Mark, Mark Twain put it this way, I have suffered many things in this life and some of them have actually happened. <laughs> Most of the stupidity I've gotten in life is actually solving problems that haven't existed yet, but do by the end of my solution. <laughs> anyway, so in this, Eve is in the garden and she sits there and he goes, you know, if you eat this, you'll become like God. In whose image was she created? So is she like God? Yes. Is she fully like God? No. Because she, like Jesus, has to grow in grace and favor with God and man. Anybody a little more mature than yesterday, hopefully. Right? So she's growing, but she's not, she's recognizing she's not exactly like God yet. Right? But she is like God. So the devil tries to create a problem. He goes, look at this gap. Oh. And so gets her to take an apple. Now does she have a problem? Now she has a real problem right? Because by doing something in her own effort to solve a problem that didn't even exist, she created problems. Every time you and I, by our own efforts, attempt to solve the problem, we have already created another problem that's much worse. In fact, every problem should bring us to the feet of Jesus. Jesus, what do you say? Jesus, what do you want to do here? Can you tell, okay, anybody ever had heard, uh, Secondhand gossip about you this morning? Please not. 
But you know what I'm talking about. Like you hear, like you're like, and immediately, what do you want to do when you hear secondhand gossip about yourself? Defend yourself? What else? Huh? Confront them? Okay, those are, okay, those are my attack people. Where are the other people? Yeah. <laughs> Two can play at this game, right? What else? You guys are very uncreative. Nasty text, baby. This is why you should never, so some of y'all should have, have your phone like unable to text after 9 p.m. <laughs> Say law. That was the word of the Lord for some people. Anyway, yeah, word of knowledge. Delete, unsend. Okay, so in this place, in this place of, uh, you know, you want to do something and I, the joy of be, leading a church is I find out things about myself all the time that I had no clue about. Anyway, uh, some of you knew what I was talking about. Anyway, and my desire to set the record straight, I'll just help them understand truth. And now, when I've been wise and kept my mouth shut and go, Jesus, what should I do? He'll go, shh, I got this. Do you think Jesus might resolve it a little better than me? Anybody heard secondhand gossip, went to confront the source and found out that the person who told you was lying and there wasn't a problem in the first place, but now you have a big one because you brought the bazooka and took him out? I would submit that 95% of our problems actually don't exist. They're just smoke and mirrors of the devil until we embrace them and we make them problems. But if we stay next to the cross, because see, we have the mind of Christ. Do you know what? Do you think the mind of Christ might be slightly smart? Some of you are confused. He's super smart. He made the whole universe, okay? He's got great RAM. Okay, so his mind is incredible. And he has the answer to every situation. He knows what to do. He has the wisdom of God to do the will of God. He's got the power. He can tell us where the light switch is that very simply we can bring the power of God into a situation, in every situation. Or we could do it ourselves. Which do you think is preferable? Um, is this a mosque? By the, the answer, so, so how can you, stay with me, so this is the final place, this is where I'm landing, so don't worry. So I've advertised the mind of Christ, but some of you are all looking at it like, it's kind of like somebody, have you ever read an, uh, uh, like a advertisement for a, like a Bugatti or, you know, a car you're never going to own, <laughs> like a $2 million car, and you're like, ah, that's beautiful, I'm so happy for you right? Some of you are looking at me like that. You're like, wow, that's great. You get the mind of Christ. Happy for you, <laughs> right? Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. They know my voice. God, if you've said yes to him, he is on the inside and he is speaking and he is speaking. Um, have you ever had a bank of light switches and you don't know which one is going to turn on the lights? Yeah. <laughs> so how do you find out? You try them all, right? How will you know which one will turn on the lights? Because light shows up. Listen, 
when God speaks, supernatural stuff happens. Like, and this is why we get to this. In, in, in Galatians, he talks about what is the fruit of God speaking? Shazam! No. What is the fruit of God speaking? No. What is the fruit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. When he we, he, we allow him to speak, guess what? The first thing he does is he goes, shh. <laughs> he gives us peace. He gives us supernatural peace. But Jesus, it's a really bad problem. We're all going to, shh. He gives us supernatural presence of his peace. A lot of times, though, we do what? That's not enough. We got a problem we got to solve. You deal with you. I'm going to go solve it myself. But if we will stay in this place of feeding upon his peace, he will then begin to give us wisdom of what to do. And it will do it out of his power. Supernatural results will be the automatic. That's what he said. They just follow you. They just drop off of you. So my question for you is this. Every single one of us has an area in our lives where we are sorely tempted to go it alone and solve it ourselves. Anybody like you wait on Jesus for like three minutes? Do you know what I'm talking about? Jesus, I'm waiting on you. I'm wait- okay, forget you. I will take it from here. Okay, so every one of us has an area in our life where we need a result that we can't bring. If we're honest. I, I always joke with the men that, I, you know, a sign that a man, a, a boy has become a man is he recognizes he can't do everything. And in that area, what I want to just take a moment is I want you to close your eyes. If maybe you've been striving, you've been straining, you've been stressing, maybe you've been reading all the books, maybe you've been going online, maybe you've been talking to your friend, you've been trying to get wisdom, you've been trying to get some super spiritual answer, but if you're honest, at the end of the day, the problem's still there. And I want you to take it, just imagine it, imagine it as, I don't know, big pile of seaweed or something, (laughs) nastiness, And and just imagine handing it to Jesus. Jesus, I can't. I give you this thing. I can't solve it. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to deal with this anxiety or this fear or this terror or this financial issue or this job or or this relationship. I don't know what to do with my health. I give it to you. Now, Jesus, what do you want to give me in return? I just want you to say, Jesus, I receive your spirit. Some of you right now are experiencing peace. Some are beginning to experience hope. You know, they call it the peace that passes understanding. It's the peace that makes you feel stupid because it's peace before the problem's resolved. Lord, I ask right now for a covering of your peace. Just receive it. Just say, Jesus, I receive it. And then try this one on for size. Jesus, you said your sheep hear your voice. I'm a sheep. Jesus. What do you say about my problem? I want you to grab that first positive thing that comes into your head. I know for me, most of the time, he's like, I'm not worried. (sighs) Okay, Lord, 
I thank you that you're not worried about my problems, so I don't, I'm not going to be either. I receive your peace. Jesus, is there anything you want me to do in this problem, in this issue? Is there anything you want me to do? And the things he shows you to do will be, again, they'll produce supernatural fruit. You'll know which light switch, right, works. Because supernatural fruit, first in your own heart, but then in life, will begin to manifest. Lord, I ask right now, Lord, as each of us, we lay down our own ability, our own white knuckling, our own wisdom, and we pick up your mind that you say we have. Lord, we didn't even know it was up in the attic. Lord, we thank you for this mind. And Lord, we ask you to show us how to walk with this mind that these signs might follow us everywhere we go, that the world might have an encounter with a supernatural God producing supernatural works everywhere we go. In your beautiful name, amen. If we can have the worship team come up. You know, Masha said this thing, she used this word earlier, repentance, and and I'm sure some folks were triggered. Um, Repentance is simply recognizing that we're not right in our thinking about something, and we give it up, and we get his way of thinking. If we could stand. Father, I ask right now that, Lord, you would give us the grace just to lay down our own thinking, our own perspective, our own white knuckling it, and take up your mind, your hope, your peace, your wisdom right now. And, Lord, (laughs) trust you that what you've said is true, and take it for a spin. Try the light switches and, not, and see your light flood our lives. Amen. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.